we are the Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore our worlds of art. Partnership for the Arts Radio is recorded at Virtual Edge 360 in Port Charlotte, Florida. Hello everyone, my name is Dave Bice. Thanks for joining us today on Partnership for the Arts Radio. This episode, we are going into our Director's Cut series. We are talking to an award-winning movie director. And if you go to a lot of film festivals, or go to a lot of Comic-Cons, like science fiction, then you have seen his movies, like Girl with Gun, or one of his latest multi-award-winning movie, The Occupants. And of course, I am talking about movie director, Russell Emanuel. He is joining us here via the web from California. And Russ, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule and coming on the show and talking with us. Yes, thank you, Dave. Appreciate that you wanted to have me on, on, uh, on your show, and uh, this is great. Well, Russ, we've got a line of thunderstorms coming through the area. You know, an atypical summer day in Florida. So we're going to see if we can get through this interview without too much interference. And we've got a lot to cover, so how about we go ahead and get going. When did you first start directing, and what was that first movie? Well, I mean, I guess basically since I was a kid, but professionally, probably since Her Night, which I did in 2002 and three. So what would that be? I don't know. 15 years? What inspired you to go into directing? the music of John Williams, uh, composer John Williams, that really did mm -hmm. for me, was Richard Donner's Superman. With Christopher Reeves. Yeah, the 1978 film that really inspired me. It's just, this is very beautiful, you know, just the way the score works. The, the picture, of course, Christopher Reeve is, you know, perfectly kept, and Donner's a really great director. So, you know, I mean, the movie was just classic for me, very iconic. When I was a kid, I used to make was it movies, stop motion movies with Legos, and I built sets with shoeboxes. <laughs> you know, uh, back then there was no digital per se, so it was like stop motion, early. Right. Click, 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 and then you move the piece one little bit at a time, so it becomes kind of a, a kind of a stop motion type movie. So I did. Then I did a Star Trek fan film when I was in my senior year of high school. Ah, Star Trek fan films. I love those. Appreciate it. Yeah, we had to do as a school project. And, you know, I mean, people could do other stuff, but I decided to do a film, and specifically a Star Trek fan film. We, it took it the whole year, and I remember when we completed it, we had a quote-unquote premiere in the school auditorium. It was a very interesting project. Looking back, it's it's not perfect at all. But, you know, back then I was, what, 16, 17? So, you know, I'm grading my teenage self, I guess. It was, I guess, good enough to get me into the USC Cinema School, University of Southern California. So there, you know, I, I got that education in political studies, film analysis. And then once I graduated, I took some UCLA extension courses, for more practical, practical courses, if you will. And there I met Neil Harris. And Emil Harris and I have made films. We basically worked together since her night, the one I mentioned in 2003. And what's he working on now? Currently, he's, he's uh, working on both Caller, which is my current, current film, Caller and Assassin's Apprentice. He's the editor of the, on this film. And he will be the director of photography on a new uh, feature that I'm uh, in New York in July. 
Okay, Russ, we're getting some of that interference out there with those thunderstorms, but I think we all heard you. So you have worked together on quite a few films, right? Basically worked on, geez, how many films together? Two shorts that I directed, Her Night in Golden, and then my four feature films, PJ Chasing the Green, The Legends of Mathia, Occupant, and then, yeah, Collar, Assassin's Apprentice, and then now this new one in in the summer. So that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> so you two have basically been working together since the beginning, huh? Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he just, uh, I understand how his mind works. He understands how my mind works. And trust me, we're not the same. We're not the same. So we both have our different quirks, if you will. But we understand how each other operates, which I think makes for a very uh, efficient use of time when you're, let's say, on, on a film set. So he understands what I want in terms of composition because he's the DP, the director of photography. I understand what he's going to give. Same thing with editing. You know, I know what he's going to do. Say, you know, I, I would like maybe this here or that there. But otherwise, you know, I don't have to make extensive notes anymore because he's just, I know what he's going to do. Well, that's got to be a huge benefit when it comes to tight shooting schedule and post-production then, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's what makes, I think, for a very conducive uh, partnership, uh, especially in this business, which is also an art. Well, hey, Russ, this is Partnership for the Arts, where we do talk art, right? Yeah, this is great. And I remember us talking. You've got another important player working with you there, too, right? Howard Nash, producer of all my features. And Howard Nash is the reason why I'm working with actors like Robert Picardo of Star Trek. Ah, yeah, Robert Picardo, the uh, doctor from the uh, Star Trek TV series Voyager, yeah. Um, he's the one with... Uh, those connections so you know I mean Emil Harris is definitely part of the team but Howard Nash without him I would not be here so I mean a big shout out to Howard Nash and uh, how did you and Howard Nash end up working together how did you two meet really great you know just met him by chance in Hollywood when another director friend he basically basically said hey Russ come join me you know and meet this guy named Howard so that's what we did in 2004 and then in 2006, after I showed him Girl with a Gun, which basically won a lot of awards, got into San Diego Comic-Con, and I guess it convinced him to offer me the directorship of a feature film called PJ. Yeah, that's fantastic. And at that time, they had uh, John Hurd, the Home Alone dad attached to it, had Robert Picardo, Vincent Pastore, Glenn O'Connor, Halle uh, Kid Eisenberg, Eddie Malavarta. You know, I'm like this 29-year-old that uh, never directed a feature, and it was basically trial by fire, so it was uh, very, very interesting. We tried in New York, just like the one we're shooting uh, in July. But yeah, it was definitely a trial by fire, and I remember the only two days I had off, and this was, what, 2006, around uh, the winter, the, you know, Christmas season. The only two days off I had was Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Wow, how, how long was your shooting schedule? We shot for like... 16 days or so, if I remember correctly, and it, it was such a surreal experience, but yeah, I bet. I would not trade it for anything in the world, because you know, I mean, I was offered this chance, and I know it's something that doesn't come along every day. It's not every day that, you know, you get offered something like this, so I, I just put my all in, and um, you know, um, now we, you know, flash forward 10 years, and voila, here I am. Russ, I, I do want to go back to point that you said your first film you had made before going professional was the Star Trek film. Yeah. 
and now you're working with Star Trek X. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very surreal. I of course worked with Bob Picardo. I worked with him six times now. Just worked with um, or directed uh, Marina Sirtis. Counselor Troy, Next Generation. Yeah. yeah, on a project called Alien Cross with Sean Kenny. Uh, Captain Pike. Yeah, who was the crippled Captain Pike mm-hmm. in the uh, origins of Star Trek back in 66. So, and that project is bringing together Gary Lockwood, Olivia Diabo, and Hannah Hatai, who are all Trek alums. So, And Russ, I think we just want to mention that Gary Lockwood played Gary Mitchell in the second pilot episode of Star Trek, the original series, where no man has gone before, uh, with William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. And then just after that, playing Frank Poole in uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. And Russ, how does that feel uh, now with you working with him? It's kind of surreal, you know, that, you know, I'm a fan of Star Trek. But, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just now I'm, I'm the director. <laughs> so it, it's, it's very, it's surreal. I remember Sean and his wife, Taki, showed up at one of our screenings for occupants at the Sedona International Film Festival, where we were doing some location scouting. And just to have him in the audience, man, it, it, it was just very surreal, you know? I mean, he didn't have to come. That's wonderful. It's as if I, I'm in a dream, and, you know, any minute I'm going to just wake up. And you really don't want to if that's the case, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like what a total recall, you know. I, I just don't want to wake up. At the end. <laughs> so. And I, when I mean total recall, I mean the Schwarzenegger one, by the way. Right, right. Yeah. The real one. So, the real one, yes. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> <laughs> So anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, Russ, obviously you were, you were interested in doing this uh, from a very early age. And the first professional movie you made was uh, Her Night with uh, Neil, right? Uh, yeah, Her Night. It was a Her Night film that, you know, it was a short film that I made in 2003, and then um, we did Girl with Gun in 2005, both short films, and then we switched to feature, starting with Kubo. So, Russ, where do we stand now on your movie? You finished the multi-award winning Occupants, then you started on Assassin's Apprentice, and then something else, right? You're working on something right now. Well, Assassin's Apprentice we shot in December. Uh, it has, you know, that stars Tara Page, Robert Picardo, and Marina Sirtis, and it's uh, the brainchild of uh, Paul Hickman, who's a writer and a producer, head producer of the project. But I shot Collar um, in January. So actually, Collar's newer film, and that, that was... Uh, Brainchild of Troy Gabaldon. Sorry, Troy, I'm mispronouncing your name. I know I am. And uh, both of them were DP'd by uh, Ray Carwell and, and his team. They're both in post-production. Ironically, I think we're going to finish Collar first because it's probably the easier of the two. And why is that? Why is it easier? Because with Assassin's Apprentice, you have a lot of running, like parkour. If you know what parkour is. Freestyle running. Yeah, so have a lot of foley that we have to do. Foley is like cloth effects or footsteps or breathing, you know, because she's running. So we have to get Tara back and, you know, record her breathing. We have an original song we have to record 
called Lucky Boy. Uh, both films and occupants is Bacillus Molestus, and he's working on Collar. He's about 80% done. Facts just started on uh, Assassin's Apprentice by Tommy Kraft. And Tommy Kraft was a director of a very incredible Star Trek fan film called Star Trek Horizon. Yes, absolutely. And, and he's really, he's incredible with visual effects. So he's working on the credits right now in order to lock picture. However, uh, the visual effects for Collar, they're done. It's not very extensive, but we did have visual effects. It's by Philip Bastian, and he has completed it about two days ago. So right now, I think, honestly, that film is going to be done before uh, it has music. Russell, which movie would you say opened the door for you? Was it, was it the Girl with Gun? Uh, it's Girl with Gun. Girl with Gun is what got me on the map. I mean, I, I don't remember all the awards, honestly, but was it screened at San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, it won the Best Actors for my actress, Tracy O'Connor, who played the Girl with Gun. Gwen Hunter, a.k.a. the Nightingale. It's been so long, I forgot. But it got into quite a lot of film festivals. It won, you know, several awards. If you look on the IMDb page, you can see it. But that's the one that got me on the map. That's the reason why I'm here today. It's because of that film. That's wonderful, Russ. Uh, I'd like to skip ahead and talk about Occupants for a little bit, if you don't mind. Sure. Since the release of The Occupants, you've got, what, 23 awards for that movie? I, To be honest, I've lost count. Uh, I think it's about 23, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy, honestly, I'm happy that a lot of my crew and cast were recognized. So uh, Robert Picardo got a Best Supporting Actor nomination, you know, my two lead actors got Best Actor, Best Actress at uh, several of the festivals. The DP was a recognized DP editor. Emil Harris was recognized with an award. Um, Julia Camera, the writer, is amazing. I mean, she's amazing. She's writing Occupants too right now. She got an award at Idlewild, which is a home festival that was screened in January, I think. Uh, so yeah, I'm just happy the whole team was recognized. Well, most. Now, Russ, did we just hear you announce there's going to be an Occupants too? Yeah, she's about. 46 pages into it as per our last conversation about a week ago. Okay. Well, I would say everyone who saw the original, including myself, that that's exciting yeah. news. Great to hear. Russ, uh, without giving up too much for those that haven't seen it, I have to say the ending will definitely make your heart skip and left it wide open for a sequel. You have to wonder, is the sequel going to follow the original parallel universe? Or is it going to go with the comic and, and add more to that? You know, the writer, Julia, she's very much aware of the comic book. We're basically drawing from both the film and the comic book tie-in. That establishes a second one. And comic book is canonized in Occupants. Okay, so the comic book will be quite relative in the uh, Occupants too. Yeah. Uh, Russ, mentioning that comic book the for the first feature film, Occupants, what was that like for you? Uh, going through that process. Comic book was, uh, that was an amazing experience. That that was the brainchild of uh, Eric Cass, Eric Alexander Cass. And he, he was associate producer. He is associate producer on, on Occupants. And he knew this DC Marvel Comics artist named Dave Beatty. And he said, Russ, you know, we should do a tie-in to the film. And of course, at first I'm like, uh-huh, okay. But then we got serious. And we did an Indiegogo campaign like we did for the film. The film raised, what, 106%. Turns out that we raised 212% for, for the comic book time. So we had plenty of money for publicity, you know. So we've been literally, quote-unquote, trekking around, you know, pardon the pun, but yeah, we've been trekking around at conventions, film 
festivals and just publicizing. We were just at Rathacon. Shout out to Kelly Lawrence and her team. I was just there this weekend, a couple days ago. Got to show work in progress of Assassin's Apprentice and show occupants. And of course, um, you know, I was parceling out the comic book. And Russ, what was the time frame on that comic book? So we did that comic book. It took a year, but it, it's a tie-in to the film. It's not a rendition of the film. It's an actual original story taking place during Acts 1 and 2. Yeah, it was great the way you had the comic book take on, like you said, a separate story from the movie, but tied back into it. And now you're going to use it to explain that second parallel universe for occupants, too. Yeah. Russ, is there a place that we can go to get updates on Occupants 2? There's Peterson Research Institute website. Peterson Research Institute is the company that put together the footage of the first film. Right, yes. So you can go to pri-research.info and you can actually see various testimonial videos, which are seen in the film, of people who claim to have seen Parallel Universe. So it's a tie-in to film, to the comic book, to the sequel. Right. And I just want to state, Russ, that comic book is now framed on our wall. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I hope you liked it. We were trying to be very inventive with you know, the tie-in. We don't want to give away the film, but at the same time, we want it to be an original story. We tied it into the film, so you actually see the the characters, you know, Annie and Neil Curtis and their parallel counterparts and Robert Picardo's character, Dr. Peterson. Right. Mm -hmm. They all make appearances in a comic book. However, it's not about them. Right. An original story about Case 285, which is about uh, Diane Lee Mitchell. And then uh, Alan Peterson Jr., played by Chris Winters, is, you know, basically trying to figure out what's going on with Nicole Thornton, which is the other character in the film. So, you know, it's like it's tying it in. You know, if anybody wants to follow up on Occupants or see what's going on with the comic book or sequel or whatnot, you know, if you want to buy a copy on Amazon, which is available now, the links are all there at OccupantsTheMovie.com. That's Occupants, plural, TheMovie.com. So everything is there. If you're interested in uh, getting a DVD copy or a digital download or just renting, you know, you could, the links are all there on the uh, OccupantsTheMovie.com website. Partnership for the Arts Radio was recorded at Virtual Edge 360 in Port Charlotte, Florida. You can find this and other episodes of our talk show on our website, partnershipforthearts.group.org. You know, Russ, correct me if I'm wrong. When we first started talking, I believe that was when we had just started the Sci-Fi Versa when we talked about your fundraiser for the occupants, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we were asked to come back and uh, help support with the Assassin's Prince. Thank you for that. And I remember us uh, discussing the ideas of the sci-fi verse and being right in line with uh, with our missions and our goals to helping uh, support uh, movies and comic cons and such. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, Russ, I can say that we're all just uh, extremely happy and we're honored that had a chance to play a small part in that no no you definitely helped and i i truly truly appreciate it so the comic book tie-in and the film and also assassin's apprentice would not be around without you know your contributions so thank you well again russ we're just honored to be able to help you out and have that opportunity russ let me ask you between the time 
of your first professional film and where you are now. What have you learned over that time? Uh, you know, with every film, you always learn something new. You learn from your mistakes. You know, when I did my first film, looking back, it was too long. And, you know, there were certain things that I thought I knew what I was doing. It turned out I didn't. So, <laughs> um, you know, you learn from the mistakes and you just apply it to your next film, which I did with Gold Gun. And then, you know, then you apply that to your next film and the next film, next film. So, you know, it's a learning process. You know, I don't think any of my films are perfect. I really don't. And if they theoretically were, let's say, and it's not possible, but let's say they were, then what's the point of making films? Because you just reach your zenith, right? And then it's like everything is downhill from there. So you might as well, you know, keep learning and hopefully, um, you know, progressing uh, for the better uh, as a filmmaker. So, Russ, is, is that a future film coming out? Russell goes back and talks to himself about <laughs> his first few movies? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so, Hi, my name is Russ Emanuel. I'm the director of Occupants, The Assassin's Apprentice in Color, and you're listening to Partnership for the Arts. I'm at a point where I, I've done quite a lot and very grateful for that. There are people like you, Howard, Julia, Harris. I mean, I wouldn't be here without all of you, so, you know, the big, big shout out to everybody. Well, Russ, I think I can speak for everyone here and say we really appreciate you taking the time to telling us all that you're going to put a lot of smiles on a lot of faces so russ how about just a couple of more questions and then uh, we can wrap up on time for you how about that thank you no no it sounds great thank you so russ can you give us what you would remember what you would say is one of the funniest moments when you since you've been directing one of the funniest moments since I've been directing. It happened on Occupants. It was the last day. It's right after we shot the last with the last scene, and we're, everybody was wrapping up. And, you know, if you, when you shoot a film, especially a feature, you know, it's very stressful, right? So basically, you just build up a lot of stress as the days progress. So, you know, I was there with uh, the production manager, Jennifer Durst, who was also in the film. She played the double. Right. Uh, for Parallel Annie. Parallel Annie has to uh, basically interact with real Annie. So I was there with our executive producer, with Aaron Rutbert, who was also in the film. He played the pizza man. Anyway, we were like talking about, you know, what to name Jennifer's role, Jennifer Durst, who happens to also be in color and uh, Assassin's Apprentice. And there, there's a reason why I mentioned this. So I was like, okay, stunt double of you know, stunt double of Annie or something like that, you know, something generic. Then I looked on the IMDb and somebody had put Evil Hands and it turned out to be uh, by uh, Edward Alma was his name, who was also in the film. Uh, he was a production assistant, key production assistant on uh, Occupants and then he's an actor in the film. Anyway, he had put it there and when I saw that, and remember, I was building up stress over 10 days, right? I went into a hysterical laugh. And then, you know, it infected Aaron, who started laughing. And then infected Jen, who started laughing. And it infected me because, you know, we, we just couldn't stop laughing. And we were laughing for 20 minutes. And we could not stop. It was it was hysteria. I mean, literally hysteria, you know. Uh, my, my stomach started hurting. That's how much I was laughing. And I couldn't stop. It's all because I saw Evil Hand. Every time I think about that, the reason I mentioned that, she's also in Assassin's Apprentice, Jennifer Durst and Collar. Well, in Assassin's Apprentice, there's a shot of her hands, just like in Occupants. But this time, it's with her left hand, not her right hand. So it be she became creepy hands. And then in 
in color, she's in the film uh, as Beatrice, and you see her face, but it's even in the attached in the front. But there's a shot of her hands again, and their hands are clasped, clasped together, and it's praying hands. So she went from evil hands to creepy hands to praying hands. And she actually, at Shriekfest, in Shriekfest, we won the Best Sci-Fi Feature Award. Congratulations. Thank you. And that one, there was a red carpet. And Denise Gossett, by the way, shout out to her. Incredible woman and incredible filmmaker and festival director. And she's actually an actress in color. So just FYI. Anyway, they had this red carpet. And so Jen got interviewed. Her hands got interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just really funny. It's like this running gag. So, yeah, her, her hand is very, very famous. <laughs> So, and that's uh, the funny story. No, that's that's great because you know when you mentioned evil hands, I thought of that part, you know, occupants with the paint on the hands, you know. Yeah, that's her. Right. And I don't want to give that away for people that hadn't seen it, but yeah, that's what I thought of when you said that. So, so now it's now it's running into, it's almost like an egg that you planted out there, right? It's like an Easter egg. People are going to be looking for these hands everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's um, it, it's like a running gag now, having Jennifer's hands in my films. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny now. <laughs> no, that's great, Russ. Uh, but how about we, we keep moving along so we can finish up on time? No problem. Working with the actors you have, like Robert Picardo and those, what are they like in, in real life? And what are they like when you work with them? Well, with Bob Picardo, he's a very funny man, tells a lot of jokes, he's very smart, and he brings his all into whatever role he's playing, so he likes to work with the other actors, in this case, for um, occupants with Brianna White, who played Annie Curtis, and Michael Pugliasi, who played Neil Curtis, and they just, they just go over, you know, the, the roles, the dialogue, he has a lot of great ideas, and, you know, of course I listen, because, you know, he's been doing this a lot longer than I have. You know, it's just, it's a pleasure to work with them. I mean, it's like Sean, Sean Kenny, great guy. Um, you know, I worked with, you know, John Hurd, William Devane. I worked with him on Chasing the Green, a wonderful actor. He worked with Hitchcock, which I think is amazing. Wow. Yeah. Um, Gary Lockwood worked with, of course, Stanley Kubrick, which is very amazing. <laughs> so, you know, uh, uh, first to work with Steven Spielberg, you know, I mean, it's like they all work with the masters, you know, and it's just can only aspire to be you know a director of that level because those are the great you're doing something right there russ to have those awards come along and not only that i mean you, you were actors like robert picardo several times and keep coming back to work with you so that's got to say something huh well i'm very grateful that you know bob and the other actors you know they have faith in me and i hope i can reciprocate and russ we've had many conversations about this both of us being huge Star Trek fans. Tell everybody listening, what was it like when you first met Bob? Oh, it was very surreal because I didn't meet him as a fan. I met him as his director. So it was a play in Hollywood, in North Hollywood, I think he was doing. Howard, the you know, producer, says, Russ, you got to go meet him. And, you know, John Hurd was there too. Um, so we all met up. And, yeah, it was just very surreal. I mean, at that time, he had no idea who I was. <laughs> so... It was, it was definitely a moment that well, I will always remember. It's amazing to hear the stories that they have from, you know, the, their days of working on Star Trek, you know, and other, other films. I mean, he worked with Joe Dante, great director. He worked with Ridley Scott. 
amazing director. I mean, it's just, you go on, you know, they tell you these stories and you just, it's this firsthand experience. I mean, they were there, they were living, they were breathing this, right? So the word I would say is grateful, surreal, out of this world. It's a dream. It's been an amazing journey and I, I hope, I hope, knock on wood, I'm able to continue it. There you go. Russ, congratulations on your success. And, and that kind of success is not easily won. You know, in the industry that you're in, it's not given, just given out by any means. So no, no. It, it, you it, all it, have worked no. very hard for it. Well, you, you, you help. You're part of the team, team occupants, team assassins. You know, I like to say that, go team occupants. <laughs> but no, it takes it takes everybody, you know. I'm, I'm just one of many, you know, that uh, is part of this journey. So I'm, I'm a very grateful filmmaker so you know i'm just really grateful to you and to everybody else let's just keep you know continuing this journey and see where it takes us well said russ well said and right you know uh, we'll continue to be there to uh support you where and, and when we can for your next one so Thank russ, you. you're you're wrapping up assassin's apprentice in that stage your scholar you mentioned alien cross i believe you mentioned that's keeping you pretty busy with that that's what three Four projects you got going at least, and then Dollhouse yeah. as well. You, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, Dollhouse is another project that's in this writing stage right now. Producer Julie Dialocio, and I'm probably mispronounced her name. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, that's also a horror feature film with like occupants, and we, we want to shoot that in Macedonia, Ohio, which is the hometown of. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, premise. It involves a dollhouse, obviously. It involves kind of time travel and involves a school. So uh, these are all elements. And Emil Harris, uh, I mentioned him, my filmmaking partner. He's writing it right now. So we're doing that. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing his first draft because he's almost done. You know, writing a feature script is not like a walk in the park. Anybody can write a script, but can anybody write a really great script? And that's that's why he's taking you know some time to do that. So he's been working on that since last year. I do know that he's going to bring something spectacular to the table, only because I know what his skill sets are. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm looking forward to that. Collar, you know, I'm, I'm just really happy with Collar with Troy, who's you know the writer producer, with Sean Gunnell and Michael Ray, Denise Gossett, Jennifer Durst. They're the four actors in the film. They're incredible. I'm just really happy. Sean Fahimian's my sound guy. He's since go with gun on all the sound design work so he's doing that he's working on that in assassin's apprentice right now you know Vasilis molestus i mentioned is working on the score for both of those films visual effects and doing um i hope people will like those films <laughs> i hope they do <laughs> you know i'm my own work critic so lots of traveling that you've been doing for screenings and awards yeah it's a lot of traveling it, it can tire you out yeah yeah well remember to keep that balance in your life right I know, and you're not the only one. Dave. You know, I, I'm being selfish there because I want to see more movies. <laughs> so you got to take good care of yourself. I, 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 I appreciate that on all fronts. So thank there you. There you go. And Russ, I look forward to catching back up with you and, and chatting here and there when you get a chance, because I do appreciate when you do take the time and we do get a, a chance to chat. We appreciate yeah. you coming along, Russ. Is there any final thoughts you want to give before we sign off? Well, I guess if anybody's interested in not just Occupants, mm -hmm. but any of my films, go to my website, www.russem.com. That's R-U-S-S-E-M, M as in Mary, dot com. And you can see all my films. We'll be checking them out, and I hope that we've done another little small part of helping you out with getting the word out there about all the incredible work 
screenings that you've had to make. Yeah, lots of screenings. Right. Well, anyone that's been following you on Facebook is seeing where you have been just in the last year. Will will realize it's not always an easy, fun job, even after the filming is done. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, publicity is so important to uh, you know for any film. You just have to get yourself out there. So you know, I meant I I was just on a flight. Um, and it was it was cramped, and you know um, it was four and a half hours both ways because I was flying from LA to Ohio. It, it's not fun, <laughs> but you know you got to do it. Right. I, I mean, I shout out to my my buddy Alan Courtright who drove me from Cleveland all the way to Athens, Ohio, where Rathacon was held. He had a, a show that's affiliated with the Youngstown Vindicator. Um, and, and shout out to him because I, I'm telling you, people like you know Alan or Louie or you that makes it possible for me to be able to go to these places. You go places. through all that to travel to get to those screenings because people want to see them. You take all that effort to make it there. It, it, it means a lot to us, the fans, to, to be able to get a chance to see you and see those screenings and talk to you. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I could make all of them. I. I I wish, really wish I could make all, all those screens. Well, we wish you could, too. So, Russell, wanted to wrap up here with you. We all appreciate the time. It's just been wonderful to talk to you and get caught up with you. So, take care of yourself, and uh, we hope to get you back on the show soon when you get a little breathing room there with your, with your projects. How about that? Yes, and uh, you, you will always be a pal with two L's. L-L-A-P, Russ. <laughs> a little Star Trek thunder. That's right. Okay, Russ, we appreciate the time. You take good care of yourself, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much again. Talk soon. Partnership for the Arts Radio was recorded at Virtual Edge 360 in Port Charlotte, Florida. You can find this and other episodes of our talk show on our website, partnershipforthearts.org.